Hey, welcome to today's podcast. So as many of you know, I make a lot of content on TikTok about my healing process, my awakening process, how I parent my child so much differently than I got. And a a big question I get all the time is, how can you be around your toxic mom or your toxic family? And I think there's a lot of components to this one. One thing for me is, if I believe that my child chose me, which I do, he chose me with all of my traumas, all of my mistakes, and all of my quote-unquote toxic behavior. Because as much as I am very actively healing and trying to make changes in my life, I still mess up. (laughs) I am a human. And if I believe that he chose me for a reason... And I chose my parents and my family for a reason. And let me tell you, I think it was me not being able to get away from them. That was my ultimate healing. It led me to ultimate acceptance and so much growth. But there is a ton of discernment that came from healing. And getting clear on that allowed me to know how to love people with physical presence and still loving people without physical presence because you can do both. Sometimes the growth will actually be healing enough to reveal your self-worth, to lovingly leave an abusive situation. That might actually be the reason that you're supposed to be there with them. Everything happens for our highest good, even when it doesn't feel like it at the time, right? When I first awakened, my husband had just awakened like a month earlier and the universe put him in a different place to work. And then I felt this incredible push to go and stay with my family. And I was a person that, let me tell you, I never really liked being in my hometown or being with my family that much. And not for like a long period of time at that, if I'm being really honest. And that was because a lot of pain and trauma was related to those places. I was always getting triggered. And believe me, when I first awakened, I remember calling my husband... (laughs) Like every other day and being like, I got to get out of (laughs) here. And I was freaking. I really was. Like when I was going into that uh, deep hermit mode. Oh my God. I don't want to be around anybody. And being in the same place with my family. That Oh, it was, it, it felt horrible. It was super uncomfortable and super hard to be around anybody. And I mean, I stopped drinking. My family is very social. Uh, They they love to have drinks. It's not like we have like drinking problems. Some like like per se. It's just that you know, there's always someone over. Someone's always having a drink. You know, just socially. And then there was the small talk. And oh, they're sitting there talking about this stuff and watching the news and the. Oh, I wanted to jump out the freaking window, man. (laughs) I really did. But there was literally nowhere for me to go because I had my then almost five-year-old with me when I started awakening and healing. And honest truth, I needed to be somewhere that I had support. And I I definitely, I want to say that. 
um, she definitely helped support me while I did that. Um, because somebody had to be, you know, I couldn't just run away and meditate for two hours without having someone around for my kid. So I needed to be there that me being stuck was actually going to lead to my greatest healing because my parents are not abusive in any way. Like if anybody ever put their hands on my child or I, That is a boundary that I do not accept under any circumstances, and I would be gone. This is where we have different ways of seeing things, different belief systems in place. The more that I healed, the more that I accepted my differences, I accepted my flaws. I was giving myself compassion and empathy. And what do you know? Over time, I started to see them differently too, because they are me and I am them, I was starting to realize that no one is quote-unquote toxic. Because guess what? Before healing, I would have been considered very toxic. (laughs) And I do think that there are levels to consider whether or not to be around certain people physically. And it took healing to know the difference. I think people are just a mixture of programming and unhealed behavior, trauma responses, and coping mechanisms. We are all a combination of these things. They are things that we do, but they are not us. And that's why I don't like boxing people into a label. And I know some people are on the more extreme side than others, but there are reasons. There are always reasons why people do anything that they do or don't do. My perception of myself was changing. And that allowed me to change my perception of everyone else because everyone is you, right? I used to always say that I could see right through people like when I was unhealed. And let me tell you, that didn't change. What changed was the tone and the intention. I used to be able to, like, I assumed that people were the worst. And when I saw through people, I would... I'd be actively looking. If you were kind, I'm looking for the crap. Where is it hiding? And then when I started healing, and I still couldn't stand people that well, but I kept healing and I kept flipping the script around on myself. What is this mirroring to me that I cannot respond versus react? What is this showing me? I still saw through people, but what was happening was I was starting to see the facade that everyone was presenting. I was looking for the good. I realized that everyone was just showing this like hurt inner child and crappy programming that they had gone through. It wasn't real. I saw right through people, but I was seeing the good. I was actively searching for the good. And whatever it is you search for, you will find. Isn't that the saying? Perfect example of this. I was talking with a family member. And this could have gone really sideways. So I had posted a TikTok that went really crazy viral. And it was basically me explaining why uh, a man can marry another man. And um, to my five-year-old, I was explaining how it's beautiful that, you know, all colors and all sexual orientations, blah, blah, blah. And this family member was like, I'm sorry, but I just can't support that. 
I just can't support that. And at first I could feel my body reacting. I wanted to like jump in and be like, oh, like you're not even from an older generation. Like he's younger than me. I was like, what do you mean you can't support that? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? And I was like, all of a sudden I stopped. I slowed down and I looked at him more closely. And I said, what's really going on there? There's more to this. And he was like, I don't know what you mean. And I was like, there is something that happened to you. Your reaction is too triggered for this to be, you know, not have more to the story. Something happened that changed your perception of gay people. What was it? Because, and here's the thing. Here's what changes when you heal. I started affirming to him the good that I saw in him. I said to him, I said, I know you have a good heart. I know that you're a loving person. You're a kind person. I know that's not you. You don't just judge people. And I know you don't just like think badly of groups of people like that. So what happened? I want you to think about this because this isn't you. And instead of arguing with him, instead of lashing back out at him, telling him he's a bigot, telling him he's something wrong with him, how dare you? I affirmed that he had a good heart and that there was more underneath the surface. And sure as hell there was. He took a few moments and then he said, you know, when I was a teenager and I got my first job, I think he was like 16 or something. He said someone cornered him in the back of a business and made a move on him, a man, and he was violated. He was violated and it completely changed his perception of the whole gay community. And I looked at him and said, oh, wow, that explains it. It doesn't make, not that it's right, but what I did after is I said, first, I validated that what happened to him was wrong And I was so sorry that that had happened to him and that he felt so uncomfortable and he felt trapped and someone took advantage of him being this young guy. And that was a violation. And I'm sorry that that someone made you feel that way. When I started to validate his feelings, when I started to validate that that instance was wrong, but That was that person in that instance. I could see a change. And I said, but I guarantee you, there is a whole community of gay people that would say the same thing, that they would not be okay with what that man did to you. That's like saying that because a 20-year-old Uh, did something crazy violent in Idaho that all 20-year-olds, including you, are terrible people. (laughs) And when I said this to him, I said, you are absolutely valid. And I see how that experience completely changed how you felt about the situation. And when 
when I said this to him, his whole face changed. If someone was abusive verbally or physically to me, that is different. But you need to heal to know the difference and how to use your discernment of someone that's just in a different understanding or has different points of view. Because in that small instance, I changed the world for him and his view towards that group and that little tiny thing that we did at the kitchen counter changed the world in some small way. It changed his level of love for a whole group of people that he had hate in his heart for. I'm not saying that everyone deserves all of your physical presence. You need to set the standard. You can set anything. It's your life. But you also have to watch out and be careful that you're not just cutting everyone and everything out of your life because it's quote unquote out of alignment or toxic. Because the overall purpose of being a human being is to connect with other humans. That is the the big goal of the human experience. And as much as my mom irks me at times, yes, but she has led me to incredible growth. And that I think is one of the biggest markers that when you have interactions with certain people and you can know your limits of how long to be around them too. Do some of those triggers help you see what you need to heal. The triggers, that's all they are. They're markers. They're markers of things that are unhealed within you. Instead of battling, do you come out with some greater understanding of this person that is unlike you? And do they have a greater understanding of you who they perceive to be unlike them? It's really easy to be with like-minded people. And it feels really good. It is. It's awesome when you're with people that get what you're doing. But that isn't where the growth comes. We need all the different levels of consciousness and perspectives to give us a true human experience that our soul asked for that I know sometimes doesn't feel like it. These little interactions can lead to amazing change in yourself and in the world as a whole. Keep healing keep analyzing, is this toxic or can this lead me to growth somewhere down the line? I know it's really hard sometimes to be around family and people that feel completely out of alignment. And it's, and sometimes it's valid, but keep healing, keep healing and keep using your discernment and see if you can't get to another level of understanding yourself that helps you understand others that you perceive to not be like you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I'll see